Welcome to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast with your host, Jim Robinson. Hello, and welcome back to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Robinson. Grain elevators put a lot of emphasis on grain moisture. If the grain is too wet, farmers may get docked per point of moisture per bushel sold. This is critical for elevators as grain moisture has a huge impact on storage, transportation, downstream markets for the grain, and other things. And so this leaves growers with just a couple of options. They can either dry the corn in the field, dry it in their own dryers, or pay to have it dried at the elevators. So while it's underappreciated, drying seed corn actually has a much bigger impact on your farm. Given the importance of proper drying of seed corn, you'd expect that the industry would have a greater focus on the process than we actually do. So today, to join us to talk about that, we're going to have Aaron Sinclair, Rob Seco's Chief Operations Officer, join us. Welcome, Aaron. Thanks, Jim. Good to be on. So, Aaron, could you give us just a little bit of background on what you do with Rob Seco and maybe a little bit of your uh, historical career as well? You bet. So... I've been with Rob Seco now for the last three months. Uh, I'm the chief uh, operating officer. Uh, a lot of those responsibilities uh, are around our production and supply chain, uh, managing getting our supply for our corn and soybean products and, uh, uh, and other, other crops uh, ready and distributed out to all our customers across geographies. Uh, in my past, uh, I spent the last 21 years uh, in Syngenta uh, managing it many different aspects of uh, operations at the site level, at the regional level, and also at the global level within seed production. So I've spent quite a bit of time uh, in dryers, managing dryers, and uh, uh, bringing bringing harvest in every year. Excellent. So Aaron, just so we don't bury the lead, why is proper drying of seed corn so important? I mean, what is the impact for growers if it's not done properly? That's a great question, Jim. Uh, You know, the importance of drying seed was really to try and optimize that seed quality. Our goal throughout that drying process is to reduce the harvest of the seed in a really controlled way. But we want to do that while we preserve the quality of the germ of that seed. You know, that germ's a living organism, so we need to be able to preserve it. If it's dried improperly, it can really lead to future physiological seed quality degradation those impacts to the grower really can be multi-pronged. You know, obviously as seed companies, uh, we test extensively to try and ensure that each product goes out the highest level of of quality and germination possible. But those impacts to that uh, quality degradation can be felt by a grower if they're not managed carefully. Some products can have uh, a reduced germination that could lead to stand loss potentially. Mm -hmm. Worst case, it could be a complete loss of a product that a grower is maybe planning to have on his farm, and it, it might be a, a key product for his farm that uh, we're not going to be able to supply that next year. Absolutely. No, there's some you know, major impacts, and that, that can come you know, in the form of lost income, either due to reduced sand in the field or, or reduced income by not having the proper hybrids available at the time of, of purchase. So, Aaron, what, what are the range of moistures that seed corn is harvested at? And how is it harvested, I should say? You bet. So first, how it's harvested, we uh, pick everything on the ear. Uh, we want to get it out of the field as, as fast as we can so that we can get it into a controlled environment. So that range of harvest moistures is around that 25 to 38% moisture range. 
the average for an entire harvest typically always falls around 30 to 31 percent on the average throughout the entire harvest season. Yeah, and that's significantly higher than what you would harvest uh, grain for just commodity crops. You know, you're, you're typically harvesting somewhere between 15 and 21 percent moisture for that. So that's substantially wetter and, and therefore you almost have to harvest the the seed on the ear. Otherwise, you'll sustain too much uh, damage to the kernel, correct? Correct. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so there's an awful lot of moisture that's left in those in that seed from the time it's harvested until the point you know where we want it to be to get it into the bag. I mean, typically, what's the moisture when we put that seed into the bag? Yeah, so when we're putting the seed into the bag after we've got it dried, it's it's around twelve and a half percent is kind of what we target. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we're talking almost you know eighteen to twenty percent moisture or more. Uh, that we needed to dry out of that seed before it can be further processed. So what's the appropriate approach to drying the seed crop? Yeah, so I guess the approach we first take is really developing in the field yet before we ever bring that seed in, we have to have a good uh, picking moisture recipe that we're going to follow so that we pick each product at the right uh, moisture level. Some products, if they're out in the field too long, you can have ears drop off, so there's harvest loss from a seed standpoint. Uh, it also could lead to uh, shell off that can occur through the process, and I'll talk about that maybe a little bit later on how that can impact uh, impact us in the drying process. Uh, in addition, in the field, uh, if you uh, pick it way too wet, uh, you can damage the uh, the kernel of that that seed and ultimately uh, kill the kill the germination of that seed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, if, if you pick it too wet or even too dry. I mean, I, I know there's some uh, specific inbreds that you want to pick it a little bit on the wetter side, you know, but if you pick something too wet, what what can that do to the kernel? I, I know there are a couple of specific examples that are really not things you'd normally think about. Well, yeah. So as you pick it and it's too wet, uh, that that seed, it can be damaged throughout the process. It'll, uh, on the picker, it may hit the stripper plate or as it runs through the picker, that seed can be hitting uh, areas of the picker or throughout the plant. Even as it's coming into the plant, that seed can be damaged and uh, and create mechanical damage to that seed. Some of it can be seen right away. Others you can't really see, uh, and you'll pick it up later in quality testing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know there are some examples, too, that, that specific inbreds may stick their embryo out you know, to be a little bit more prone mm-hmm. to uh, damage to the actual embryo, therefore reducing overall germination quality. Absolutely right. That's why you know it's really important product by product that you have that recipe uh, and how you're going to uh, move forward with harvest and pick at the right optimum uh, uh, moisture percentage for that specific product. Exactly. So now once we get that those ears picked at that 30, 31, plus or minus about 5 to 7% moisture, once we get those picked on the ear and get them to the plant, uh, you know, what, what's the drying process from there in order to get that grain shelled, further dried, and uh, further processed? Yep. So after it comes into the site, it goes through uh, a couple steps before it gets to the dryer. It's uh, unloaded, it's husked at husking beds, it's sorted by people to make sure that we remove out diseased ears, 
damaged ears or uh, off type ears. On its way to the dryer, then uh, it goes goes into the bin, and it's really important that as you fill that bin, we're getting a consistent depth across that bin. Uh, the reason for that is air is like water; it follows the path of least resistance. So you want to make sure you have that consistent uh, depth of corn so that there is an even um, even amount of corn throughout the entire bin so that the air can't go to an area where there's less corn and, and ultimately bypass the majority of the corn in the bin. When it does that, it causes uneven uh, distribution of moisture content throughout that seed in the bin. Mm -hmm. If the seed uh, corn is brought in and it's too dry. Sometimes it can uh, shell off. We kind of talked about uh, that dry shell off a little bit earlier when we were talking. And as it shells off, uh, it goes through the uh, uh, process. And in the dryer, then it can create what we call shell corn pockets in the bin. And that shell corn pocket can also be an impediment to air moving through the corn consistently and evenly. Those shell corn pockets uh, can create wet pockets then that are right above them in the bin that you're going to have a very, very difficult time of being able to dry during the process. Mm -hmm. As we start that drying process, then we've got a dryer recipe for every product. So similar to having that, that harvest picking moisture for every product, we really need to have a drying recipe so that we can make sure that we uh, follow a specific temperature and a specific dry rate for each product that we're putting in the bin. Throughout that process then of drying, we're gonna monitor with computer monitors or PLCs, uh, process line control systems to watch the air temperatures as they go in the bin and as they come out of the bin. So as it passes through that corn, you see a temperature reduction, you can kind of understand uh, how it's drying. And as those, in temperatures and out temperatures then start to converge together and you get a similar temperature on uh, the in temperature and a similar temperature on the out, uh, you start to know how dry that corn is then. So you can start to make decisions about reversal of the, of the bands or about uh, taking the seed out for shelling later on. Mm -hmm. That's no, that's great. It's a there's a lot in that process, and you you mentioned a little bit about specific recipes for specific hybrids. I mean, w what are the impacts of drying too slow or drying too fast? Yeah, you know, drying too fast can lead to damage to that uh, physiological warm or uh, cold germination levels of the seed. That seed, uh, when it's dried too fast. Sometimes there might be an additional heat there, so we tend to call that cooking the corn, and mm -hmm. it will it will end up uh, causing detrimental loss to that uh, product over a given amount of time. Reduce shelf time, shelf life of that product uh, is also something we tend to see in our inventory. Yeah, on drying too slow, uh, bins can go stagnant. So if you're drying too slow, the, uh, the seed is really sitting there and it's a biological organism. It's really wet. So it actually starts to heat up. That biomass in the bin will actually heat up to a point of, of cooking the corn, even from uh, going too slow. Uh, that can cause a, a loss of that seed germination then over time. 
And when you have those biological processes that heat up the corn, I mean, sometimes those can actually be the result of, of different fungi that may be in those wet pockets in the bin too, correct? Very true statement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you know, physiologically, as you think about you know, drying too fast uh, or too slow, you know, you can get separation of the pericarp away from the endosperm. You can get you know damage or desiccation of the embryo. There are a lot of things that can happen that can hurt that seed from just drying too fast or too slow. But you know, to give our listeners some context on what what the optimal time to dry is, you know, what what are some of the metrics that you and your team look at? you know, from a drying uh, standpoint, drying rate standpoint? I mean, how fast does it take, you know, how long does it take to dry a, a batch from 30, 31% moisture down to that 12 and a half or down to the point where it gets shelled? Well, every product's a little bit different, but the range you usually see is 3.5 hours per point uh, on something that can dry a lot faster, all the way up to 4.5 hours per point uh, uh, to drop that moisture out. The amount of time, on the average, you usually are hanging right around four days to be able to turn a dryer bin over is, is a good average. Uh, sometimes some products you can speed up. Also depends on the drying system that you have, a single pass versus a double pass drying system. You can manage a single pass dryer independently for every product in every bin because it's got a separate burner and fan on every bin, whereas a double pass dryer has a shared plenum which is a shared air source. So you have to manage the entire dryer complex for the most uh, sensitive product that's in that dryer at any given time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think you touch on a really important point because the motivation from a seed company at this time of year is, you know, from a seed production company is that, you know, hey, I have a lot of different hybrids that I need to get out of the field, get into dryers, and get it stable and dry. And so I want to dry that corn as fast as possible. And and usually that's actually detrimental to the ultimate seed quality, correct? Absolutely is. It's a, it's a delicate balance that you always have to uh, take. You're absolutely right. From an operations side, you want to be able to get your work done and do it as quick as possible. But uh, in this case of drying, uh, quick isn't always better long term, so it's uh, it actually saves you time longer term to uh, be able to go just a little bit slower, making sure that you're maintaining the quality of that seed so that as you move on throughout the course of the rest of the year, you don't have any quality impacts uh, that can be you know very costly to not only a seed company, but more importantly, the grower in the long run. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and to give my little plug is, you know, running product management, you know, it's, it's not just important to have a, a smaller portfolio in terms of total numbers of hybrids, you know, just to understand our total SKUs, but also, you know, from a maintaining and ensuring uh, higher quality seed, it's better if we have larger, fewer, but larger piles of seeds so that we can fill up a dryer with a single product rather than having to run, you know, 95 different products through in order to produce a small number of units. Yep, you're absolutely right, Joe. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the production research side of things. I mean, you mentioned earlier that each hybrid will have its own picking and drying recipe. You know, how does how does that typically work and, and when does that occur in the development of a new product? Yeah. Yeah. So the production research team really are, they're worth their weight in gold. I mean, they do a tremendous amount of work throughout the course of a year to be able to characterize each product to provide all the different components that we need from a production standpoint to be able to produce 
products and be reliable with that production. They help enable by providing us, as mentioned before, those harvest picking moistures. Uh, they're looking at what, uh, what can occur if we either pick too wet, too dry uh, on a specific product. And the same goes with the drying recipes. They actually got little miniature dryers where they take every product out of the field and they dry it at a whole bunch of different temperatures, a whole bunch of different dry rates, air flows to be able to try and develop that recipe so that we have the right, uh, the right recipe that we go forward with when we're at a large scale and ultimately uh, end up with uh, optimizing that seed quality if we follow those recipes. Absolutely. I mean, it's a complicated process. And like you said, it's, you know, you, you can't undervalue the production research side of things because otherwise that just flows through into a whole host of issues downstream for that product in its life cycle. We might lose great products if we don't have good production information, uh, production research information on it because maybe we're drying it too fast or drying it too slow or picking it too wet or too dry and therefore not able to get a, a good sense of what a great product is actually capable of. So, yeah. so Aaron, just to kind of summarize overall what we've gone through, because, you know, there's in our past episodes talking about production, you know, we, we talked about, yeah, we pick it on the ear and dry it, gel it, you know, size it, treat it, et cetera. But really there's a lot more to each of these components in the seed production side of things than people realize. I mean, it's, Grain moisture of the seed is incredibly important for uh, protecting the seed quality that was established in the field for that particular hybrid. I mean, it gets picked on the ear at a very specific moisture for that specific inbred or for that specific product. It gets husked, sorted, sent to the dryer, and then it has to be dried at a very specific in a very specific way so that there aren't pockets within the bin that may be too wet or drying too fast or... Uh, obscuring airflow in certain parts of the bin, uh, but then monitoring that overall airflow uh, through really a sophisticated set of sensors and uh, and rates and things of that sort. And so, you know, this is all informed from a set of research that occurs well before a hybrid gets commercialized. And, you know, ultimately what that delivers is high quality seed to the grower. And it's so important for production seed company or production companies and seed companies to make sure that we're balancing the pitfalls of production that we want to get all the hybrids through packaged and on the floor as quickly as possible. But we also don't want to end up in the case where we're cooking our corn and creating an unsaleable lot of seed. Anything you want to add to that? No, I don't think so. You summarized it extremely well, Jim. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. So Aaron, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Thank you. Great to be on, Jim. As always, be sure to tune in on the 1st and the 15th of every month for new episodes. And until then, stay field ready. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast. Join us next time to be field ready. A Huda Media Production.